This world is such a, um, and when I say this world, I mean it. I don't mean in an ideal sense. I mean in uh, every day, every little thing you do. It's such a, gimme, gimme, gimme. Everybody back off. You know, everybody's like, you taught that from school, everywhere. Big business. If you want to be successful, you want to be like Trump, gimme, gimme, gimme. Push, 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 push. Step, step, step. Crush, crush, crush. That's how it all is. And it's like, nobody ever stopped. Just, you know, I feel like. Instead of us just being like, slavery's bad, slavery's down, bad whitey, bad whitey. I mean, all right, let's stop that. And everybody's smart enough to know that, I mean, we've been slighted, and we want ours. And I don't mean by, like, uh, ours, 40 acres and a mule, because we passed that. But we need help. I mean, for us to be on our own two feet, us meaning youth, or us meaning black people, whatever you want to take it for. For us to be on our own two feet, we do need help. Because we have been here, we have been a good friend. If you want to make it a relationship type thing, we have been there, and now we deserve our payback. It's like, you got a friend that you don't never look out for. You know, you dressed up in jewels. Now America's got jewels, and they got, they paid and everything, and they lending money to everybody except us. And it's like, you know, everybody need a little help on, on their way to being, you know, self-reliant. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing about the album, about the Special Olympics. Everybody need a little something and they to be independent. No independent person just grew up and was born independent. You worked and you learned teamwork and you learned cooperation and unity and struggle. And then you became independent. And we have to teach that and instill that. And why is it that they want to do that? I mean, if this is truly a melting pot in the country where we care about it and Lady Liberty got a hand like this, she really loves us, then we really need to be like that. And it needs to be the black kids. And if there's a, a white person who got money, then you need to help them. He need to help black kids, Mexican kids, Korean kids, whatever. But it needs to be real. And it needs to be before we all die and then you say, oh, I made a mistake. We should have gave them some money. We really should have helped these folks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay. It's Welly. Trolley F. Ah, there you go. Trolley <laughs> Belly. Trolley Z. Notorious T-R-O-L-L. Wow. I like that, though. I really like that. That was creative. I, I've, been, I've been thinking about that since about two hours ago. You can what get kind, better. What kind of troll names I'm going to give you? You really do a lot of trolling. A lot of obvious trolling. It's been a busy week. I can, I can agree it's with that. It's been a busy week for me I I, in, in, in my real life. <laughs> in your real life? Not not your internet life? Nah, nah, nah. But uh, yeah, chose that intro for obvious reasons. I felt like if Pac said it, then niggas will listen. Because, you know, niggas like Pac. Pac spoke the gospel. And the funny thing about Pac is I feel like the funny thing about any somewhat or so-called civil rights leader, I feel like their message always gets misconstrued. Like, thug life doesn't even represent what thug life is supposed to, what he meant for. And like, how he envisioned thug life, if he saw how it was depicted today, he'd be, I think he'd, you know, be pretty upset. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like although it was thug life, I think probably Zero was probably one of the few people that actually, like, took it, like, the true hero under God, like, concept, like, as, you know, you're saying thug, but... It's almost like when when we say nigga, and it's like as we say niggas amongst each other, we're not meaning any harm toward each other. You could tell when a white person calls us a thug, it's some hatred, it's some it's a bigotry behind that. But when he was saying thug life, it, it was almost like like he said. I mean, I'm coming from a a place of I started from the bottom, and 
I may have gotten a little help, but I still made it, and I still could live this life as a as a as a nigga that you see as a thug. But at the same time, I'm killing you intellectually. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's one thing. And I was never big a, a real huge big pop, a pop fan, but I've always I always respected the fact that when he spoke, he didn't sound like every other rapper. He didn't he didn't come off as ignorant. That's the same way I look at Jay Z and Nas, some of the greatest rappers when they when they speak, you want to listen. I don't get that from the rappers nowadays. Nowadays, with these rappers now, I just get ignorance. Like, and I feel like it's almost like society walks into the into the into the you know fast food restaurant. They just like you know they request ignorance. That's what they want. Where they they're here for that ignorant shit. And that's it to me. Society has gotten so ass backwards from you know I don't even want to say idolizing, but actually looking up to people that had substance and had actual actually had things to say to wanting to sit around and watch a little white girl give advice on relationships. I feel I feel that like you said, the 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 Tupacs, the Jay Z's, even the Eminems to a certain oh, yeah, extent. Oh yeah, they spoke, yeah. They spoke about deeper than than surface value things. But I wouldn't call all new rap ignorant of course not i was i would say the vast majority of it but i think there's actually some intellect behind it but i think the message that's being delivered is very different it's it's not brenda's hat brenda has a baby mm-hmm. or, or lost ones anymore you have um take the migos for example bad and bougie you weren't putting a message in that music you were making music to sell it was more about marketing than delivering a message. Mm-hmm. Like old rap was delivering messages. Eric B. Eric B. And Rakim delivered messages. Slick Rick the Ruler, Child Story, mm-hmm. or the Children's Story, mm-hmm. whatever, delivered a message. Now it's more like I'm trying to get this to sell. Yeah. Future is gonna make something sell. Something sell, yeah. Like and I mean, I, that's, and that's, I, that's I mean, what and that's a skill rap. to me. That's a skill to me. I think it's I think it takes intelligence to Make people listen to this. Of course, of course. It takes, it. it takes some skill. It takes like, some. It takes like some. When I listened to the Migos album, I felt like I was just listening to one long song. One long ass song. That's how, that's I I was in the barbershop. Me and Jay Bark sitting there. He cut my hair. I was like, is this the same song? He like, looks down at the phone. He's like, no, nah, we seven tracks deep now. It's like, I thought we were still on the same song. And then Gucci Mane came on here. Two Chains that came on here. But we listened to the same song. Man, I'm telling you, dog. It's It's... And not not to take away from Migos because, like you said, it takes a certain it takes a certain level of talent to be able to make catchy music. Yeah. Th- to me, that's what it is. I mean, all in all, Southern music has always, to me, been simpler. That's why some of our greatest Southern artists have gone on to be so iconic: the Scarfaces, the Andre, the Big Boys, the the Killer Mice, the Eight Ball, the MJGs, Mystical, Ludacris. When they get when them, when a southern artist be spitting that real, more than likely he's gonna get fucking hot. J Cole, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that's just how it is because you don't expect that from southern music. But when you get West Coast music, gangster rap, you still you still expect some intelligence behind it. You know what I'm saying? Pop shit. Even if you listen to uh, some of Matt Dre old shit, uh, you listen to um, uh, Mac Ten, Cube, N.W.A. Come on, man. They're, they're it, was, it was music with a message. It, it was music with a message. It wasn't. But the, at the end of the day, when I look back at that stuff, and I look now, like I said, it's almost like 
and since society has gotten dumber, and people don't like to admit that society has gotten dumber, but since society, the IQ, the IQ level in society on average, I can almost guarantee you has dropped some points in the past 20 years. Yeah. So I feel like people tend to, you know, gravitate more towards the dumber side of a message. Like, I feel like if Fuck the Police came out today, even though they rioted back then, they acted a fool back then, and that's not what NWA intended for. I think you still got a lot of people that knew what NWA's message meant. You had more people that understood it back then than the ones that didn't understand it. Cause like like with with NWA and fuck the police. Like in the movie, this was the life they were living. Mm-hmm. This was this was LA in those times. Of course, like this is what ninety two. This is what life was. So when you when they say fuck police, it wasn't just out of nowhere. It wasn't like man, Cube, you from the suburbs? Like no, exactly. like he they was getting stopped in Fritz exactly. for no reason. They he weren't getting just slammed for no reason. Entitled little suburban blacks and Mexicans and whites yelling fuck the police, going out to protest because somebody a thousand miles from them got harassed by a police officer. Yeah, that's like it that's, was, that's, that's, that's me. It. That's me getting out there saying fuck the police. You pulled my rap sheet. Nigga, ain't, ain't never, never been, been pulled arrested, you ain't know, never been to jail, you know, you know no mugshots and nothing like that. Then you look at like, Jake, what the hell? You ain't got no problems, bro. I, I ain't got no problems with the police. You just mad for no reason. Niggas, and, and a lot of times, man, anger and and stupidity usually go hand in hand. And like, lack, you know, that lack of willpower in order, you know, to, to, that ability to be able to restrain yourself and just reacting takes a certain level of in, intelligence. In today's society, most people out there... You know, since they're submerged into their phones and they're on a date, they're either submerged into their phone or submerged into their own vanity. And they don't think about shit else but what they think is cool and what they can grasp, what they can understand. That's why you got motherfuckers like Danielle that have 4.5, 5.5 million followers because everybody's tuned in for ignorant shit because that's what they can understand. They don't want to tune in to. To uh, Tariq Nasheed, they don't want to. They don't want to tune in to uh, you know, Bill Nye or or Neil deGrasse Tyson. They don't want to tune into that because they can't grasp it. But you would think there's a change because people aren't watching Jerry Springer anymore like they used to. They don't have to. They don't have to people, watch. People aren't watching Jerry Springer anymore, anymore like because they, they used just to. look on their phone and that shit is happening. You know, somebody's acting that out. These these inter, these internet comedians. They're acting that out now. These black dudes putting on these wigs and doing all this dumb shit, you know, in one minute. You know, like, you ain't got to the sit there and watch it. It's the attention span. You ain't got to okay. watch that for 30 okay. minutes no more. You can just watch somebody act that shit out now. I mean, it's, I mean, we all do it. And it's like, we don't have to sit there and watch a, a sitcom or any of that shit if we don't want to no more. Because we get it. You know, we paying $100 a month with this phone bill. So we might as well use as much as, much as we can. You know, so that's that's what people are tuned into now. It's just, it went from the... From the, the from the square box to the square the square in your hand. rectangle in your hand, you know what I'm saying? So it's nothing has really changed. It's just that more people have gotten a hold of it now. Cause at first it was just adults watching that shit, and the kids were doing their own thing. Now you're in a room with adults and kids. They all on the same shit. That's why I was telling you about culture. I was like, when I think about culture, I think about you know. Um, how do I say? I think about style. I think about you know. I think about um, 
how how people live. You know, I think about you know you know common traits and shit like that. But at the same time, I I I, I, I tend to think about location too. You know, and for me now, I don't see um, how do I say the division of culture no more. Like I don't feel Southern culture is that much different from New York culture. Like you know. Vastly, I feel like it's so many similarities between cultures all across the U.S. now that we've become a melting pot where it's hard to recognize who's from where. And I kind of feel like that—that's killed America too. Because you think that's killed America? Yeah, I think I think it's made America kind of whack. It's made. I mean, like I said, you feel I, like we're all the same now. I, I, low key, you know what I'm saying? Like, this. How do I say this? Like, if I'm if when I was going out 10, 12 years ago. And I would, like I said, if I was to go like to the south side of Houston, you knew a south side nigga when you ran into one. Cause you knew south side fades, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit like that. Niggas from north side braided up. Like it was like, it, you know, one side red, one side blue. Like there was a culture. Like, and I'm not, and, and at the end of the day, it wasn't the most, it wasn't an unhealthy thing. Like it's just at times it can get toxic, of course. But at the same time, I mean, it was cool to know that where you're from has this special, unique look. Yeah. But now everything, you I mean, you go to Louisiana now, you probably go somewhere, you go to Monroe, Louisiana. It's, you know, although finances do play a part and, you know, socioeconomics do play a part. If you catch Hurricane a, Katrina played a part too. Oh, definitely, definitely. You can go somewhere, a random place in Louisiana, but so many people are trying to be like somebody from New York. Or they're trying to be like the West Coast style. And it's really because technology allowed people to see what everybody's style is. Like, at first, 20 years ago, the only all we knew is niggas from New York probably just like Dipset. You know what I'm saying? Niggas from New Orleans were military fatigue. You didn't know that shit until you got older and was able to go travel to those places. But now, you can just pick up your phone and travel to those places mm-hmm. and see all these different styles. And like I say, man, I, 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 in the barbershop yesterday, it was just like, man... You got so many people walking around right now that just think they're the freshest nigga on earth, but they look the same. You know, like like JJ was saying, man, like why? How come when I go out, you know, I see all these girls wearing these oversized shirts and dad hats? Like it's like everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's just like me personally. It's it, it really feels like society is like scared to be different. You know, like a nigga may throw his dad hat on every now and then, but a nigga gonna have his own twist to how he dresses. Yeah. But, Honestly, he might he might throw his dad hat on, but he's gonna rock it with a polo and some linen shorts know, just, or something. Just to just to make sure that you know, okay, I do have a style. Like I respect the, the trends that are going on now, but I still have my own sense of self. But you don't see that with the majority. I don't know. It's just. It I, sucks. I think I think I think in the strive to find your individual identity, that you end up co-mingling a bunch of cultural styles you you might get a little new york with a little texas with now, a little, little midwest now you might be you might be rocking the jersey backwards with tim's on now like yeah. like like and in that in that essence it's like okay yeah you're trying to make your own style but when i look at you you know i see the midwest when i look at your feet i see the east coast yep you know so i don't i don't think it's it's, it's that everybody's become one I think in a search for individuality, you end up mimicking things. That's why styles repeat themselves. That's oh, why definitely. 80s gets popping again. Yeah, exactly. That's why, exactly. That's why the 90s will get popping again. Like, eventually, our genes are going to loosen back up. Maybe, maybe. Depending on what you're comfortable with. Depending on what you're comfortable with. Some people, some people like myself, 
I'm typically behind the times. Because I'm a late bloomer. I'm a late adjuster. Because I look at that shit, I'll be like, ah, oh, that shit whack. That shit whack. Gotcha. But then I'll go shopping because I need to, I need a basically either outgrown or outworn what I have. And now this is the only style that's there. Okay, so course, I'm forced to adapt. Mm-hmm. So in those in those instances, yeah, maybe you're you're not trying to trying to be a culture vulture and you just turn into one due to circumstance. True, true, true. And like I said, I ain't talking down on these people. I ain't talking down on the fact that people do mimic mimic cultures or or you know kind of borrow from here from there. I'm just saying it's getting to the point where once again, what is what are, what is our culture now? Like what is H Town culture? What is Atlanta culture? I mean, I know Atlanta culture might be strip club culture, but who wants to be recognized for that? Who wants to be recognized for a fucking strip club culture? Who wants to be recognized for drug culture, sipping drink, popping zannies? Who wants to be recognized just for simply saying dead ass or wearing Timberlands? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, there has to be more. There has to be. There has to be something there that's. I'm. I'm I don't want to say positive, but uplifting. Kind yeah, of, kind something of, unique kind because all those yeah, things unique. you could do them anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like for a long time. You know, a lot of places were recognized by their food. And, you know, I guess Tennessee with the barbecue and, like, it, it was it was unique. And I'm just saying, like, nowadays it's it's so across the board that it's almost like, like I said about people that listen to Beyonce, it's just, it's just kind of so normal now. It's like, I bet at a period of time, if I'd have saw somebody looking a certain way and how I look at them now, I'd be like, yeah, they kind of fly. But now it's like, oh, that nigga look like Kanye West or he look like Young Thug. And that's why, that, that's why the newness sells. If you come out and you break out with something new, it's gonna sell because it takes us out of that long, out of that norm. It gets you out of that single file line. It's look like, wait, wait a minute, what is this person out here walking by themselves? And yeah. then it encourages people to migrate over there, and now you have a new line. <laughs> so it's it's just a migration back and forth. I think that nigga, like when I look at Kanye shit, I kind of be like getting confused because I don't know what direction he's going in. I don't think he knows either. I think I think he he put on he got on stage and he's like you know I need this I need this support I need this support because I can I can rewrite this fashion history and then you come out in this this homeless garb that's I mean I'm sure it's fresh to some people but to the people you claimed were your target audience we not we can't afford that nah we could do polos and backpack Kanye's like we could do that barely. Barely, but we we could we could slide in the marshals and get them polos. Oh yeah, definitely. So, but but now this Kanye is like, okay, who are who who are you really for now? I mean, you have a holy sweater. That's called seventy nine ninety nine. That's kind of like that's kind of like when people say, oh yeah, support black business, support black business. All right, bet. Well, you want eighty dollars for this hoodie? Can't do it. You know, you know, black can't afford that eighty dollars. I've seen cleaner hoodie. hoodies that cost. Fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. So why am I paying eighty dollars for this hoodie? Like I tell dudes, and all the I time, and, and it's like I know your I know your markup. I know you got to make a profit. Hell yeah. But you trying to get rich? Man, I went to all fifteen hoodies. That's not gonna happen. Like last week when I, when I went to New Orleans, man, I forgot what store I went into. But it was it was almost like when you walked into the store, it felt like you walked into a museum because you knew for a fact you were just looking. Yeah. And I'm like, why would somebody want their clothes to only be? On rich people, like what? I mean, to me, like that's weird to me. Like I never, like that's one, that's one part of the fashion industry that to me was never cool because it was like, if I have something, like something I feel is dope, I want everybody to be able to get it, like an iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The iPhone is dope. Apple watches are dope. They're not the most affordable, but a lot of people still have them because the, although they're not super affordable, they're somewhat affordable. But I walk into this store, 
Man, come on, man. I know Mitchell, I'm just looking. Mitchell and this jersey is $7.99. Like, you literally only want drug dealers and rich people to come in here. You don't want my kind to wear them. And when I get to the point where I'm looking at fashion lines, like, uh, I forgot this shit couple was called, but like, some French bullshit. I'm talking about the shit was ugly. And I'm like, I know I would see Future wearing these. I know I would see the Young Thug wearing these or Lil Wayne. Some big ass sh- tennis shoes that look like boots. I'm like, that shit not clean to me. Yeah. But that dope boy see Yo Gotti wearing these ugly ass big white shoes with some with some gold on it. It's automatically cool because Yo Gotti got them on. And that nigga's going to strive for that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's toxic in itself. Like, you got a bunch of little boys out here. Still struggling trying to, you know, like dudes is 22, 23 years old. They get their $500 paycheck, probably still stand with their parents or whatever, and they go get a Gucci belt. Go with blow one it. check. Yeah. Go get a Feral Gummo belt. You went about a $300 belt to hold up your Levi's. And I, and I tell dudes this all the time. When I go out, I know I'm not going out necessarily because I'm trying to pick up females. I'm trying to go out with my boys, have a good time. But I know a lot of dudes that go out and they spend money on clothes like that. That's what they go out for. They want the females to see that Ferragamo belt. They want the females to see that they have a, a Gucci shirt on, or they want the you know dudes walking around with their Louis Vuitton wallet sticking out. But I'm like, at the end of the day, what are you making yourself a target for? Do you want a female to see your you know vibe off you and see that you you know you got your shit together? You know she really want to talk to you, or are you trying to intimidate females with the fact that you got a lot of money and you got designer clothes? I, I, never, I, I, I don't think it's, a, it's an intimidation factor. It's kind of, it's kind of like. All right, you you showing you're being really flashy. Yeah. And if she's approaches you and talks to you, and then you don't follow through with this flashiness, you're mad at her. Oh yeah. Why true, are you true. mad at her? This is the image that you've put out. That you 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 come and rocking the Ferragamo belt. That's whether it be real or fake, you got it on. Mm-hmm. You know you got the Gucci loafs and all this other stuff. The the Versace shades. You put out this, and you expect her to, to like you for you. Like you haven't presented her with you. It's like you got this nice. The nice, nicely wrapped gift, and and then the female comes to open it, and it's just cold. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that's and that's the male side of it. It's like for me, I look at males. Males go out, they go out, and they clearly, it's clear that they want female attention by the stuff that they they, they put on their cars and stuff that they wear. And then on the other side, you have the females that they go out and they it, well, my experience, I'm talking about the black females when they go out. You know, we talked about this before. They, they with their homegirls. They got this stank face on. They got this attitude. And it's like, I know I know. just like males go out, they want that female attention. And I know when females go out, a, a majority of them would love some male attention. Because if not, why even go out? You consider it a good night if you had a couple of good conversations with the opposite sex. Yes, and That's you, what you were able to get night. somebody, especially on the female side, you were able to get somebody to buy your drinks because you were cool. You hit them with a smile. You hit them with some good conversation. You was like, oh, I like this chick. Yeah, we know that this nigga's probably thinking about knocking you down in his head. But hey, that's what that's what humans do. It's human nature to look at somebody that you find sexually attractive and imagine what they are like in bed. It's perfectly normal. And, oh, you know, obviously, not like Milo, but how he was saying, you know, 13-year-old boys. We'll get to that later. That shit, that nigga, he tripped me out with that shit. Yeah, you're going to have to put me on game on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put everybody on game with that shit because that shit blew my mind. But um, it's like, I just wish people would stop fronting, especially males for sure, and especially females. And I, and, and and on this segment, I'm going to speak to black females or females of, of color, whatever you want to call them. You can't go out 
and present yourself in a manner that is, how do I say, it kills people's vibes. Like, because I see it all the time. Like, I see females all the time when they're just out and about. They act like the world is about to crush them. It's they act like they're having a bad day. But when I see them on social media, they seem like pretty cool people. You know, so they seem like, you know, this this person seems approachable. But then when you see them in person, they're the total opposite. I mean, that's that split personality thing. And my, my only, my, my question is, and my solution is, at the end of the day, you kind of you kind of know why guys are out. And females, I'm still confused about why y'all go out and go grind on each other. But, <laughs> but if you're going out to a place where you know males are going to be, and you already consider males predators, and you know you don't want no males fucking with you, then go to an all-female club. Go to an all-gay all gay club where it's going to be nothing but your kind there, and grind on them all night. Because to me, it's, it's confusing. It makes I, no sense. I really don't understand, because I always look at things... If it were, what, what if it were the opposite? If we were not, you seen all guys grinding on each other. Right, yeah, exactly. You, you, and showing you no attention. But granted, but granted, guys, we will go out and we'll rap songs in a group. Of course, we, we of will, course. We will do but that. we would love for females to interact with us at the same time. Like, when I went to New Orleans, like I said, I had a good time. Like, females was coming up to us, you know, we talking, we rap, we chopping it up. And it was, I felt like because it was New Orleans, because it's such a diverse setting, and everybody's drunk, everybody's having a good time. That's just the type of energy that's brought. But out here, or when you're just in a place where, like I said, it's just predominantly black, it's like if you don't know a certain person or you're not affiliated with a certain person, people aren't going to mess with you. And in my, in my head, I'm like, why go out to socialize if you're socializing with the same people every time? What's the point? Like, literally, what is the We could stay at home and talk money. to each other for free. Yeah, you can have kickbacks. Stay at a kickback then. Because, to me, a social setting is for people to socialize. And I don't even like socializing like that. But if you're <laughs> going to be in a social setting and you're going to socialize, everybody should have a chance to, you know, to, to mingle with each other. And what's it's nothing wrong with turning somebody down if you're not interested. But it kills me when... A dude doesn't even get that chance to to see if he can get shot down. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause he, some some, some people are, are this from hey, how you doing? You know, yeah, you know, and like, what's wrong? Like, are, are are both sides of the field so scared to just be like, you know, hey, this person comes up to me, I, I shoot him down, and they have a valid reason for shooting him down, and you know that that's that. Instead of just from the jump, just having a stank face, having an attitude, just being rude. Just looking unapproachable. But at the, when you go look at their profile, they, they you know, good vibes only, you know, positive vibes only. Like, that don't match up because in real life, you're a bitch. And then <laughs> on social media, you seem cool as shit, you know, and like, it makes no sense. It's just like dudes, too. It's dudes out there that act stuck up, too, and they act like they too good for females to come to them, talk to them. But my thing is, if that's the case, stay your ass at home. Or... Find some find somebody that's just like you, hopefully, and get away from the rest of us. Because I feel like if you go out anywhere, you're supposed to be going out to have a good time and mingle with people. Like like I, like I said a, a few episodes back, like you can learn anything from somebody. You can damn near talk to anybody. Like, granted, you, you may start talking to somebody and they might go way left field. And you're like, all right, this conversation needs to end. People need to learn how to end conversations, too. Like, yeah. There shouldn't be nothing wrong with that. Like, don't just, you know, people are scared of no. People are scared of actually being adults and being responsible enough to, you know. And most people are afraid of hurting other people's feelings. Yeah. I say most people. Yeah, true, true, true. I mean, granted, we all know who I am. But we I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. 
So at the end of the day, like, you know, like in New Orleans, you, you have, you know, certain people coming up to us, you know, trying to talk to us. I'm like, if I'm not interested, I can just gradually let somebody down because I have the social skills to do that. Or we can <laughs> have this conversation and keep it on a friendly level. Exactly. Where, it, where it's not, oh, where y'all going, what you about to get into, you know, where it gets into that, that more flirtiness of it. Like, you can have a general conversation. Exactly. And just keep it at a friendly level. Because and then you can say, all right, cool, it was nice talking to you. We're about to move around. It was nice to meet you. It's and go. Simple. And you can go. You don't have to take his drink. She doesn't have to take your drink. You know, like, it's... It's really a simple set of social understandings that just need to be put put back in place in society. And we've just gotten so far away from it. It's just like chivalry. They're sitting, like, I, I've heard so many times from countless women that chivalry is dead. I've been First, hearing that for years. Of course, of years, course. Probably a decade plus. And you know me. I know you. Definitions. <laughs> it, First of all, being have you know being chivalrous, chivalry is a medieval principle, and it's about knighthood and knightly conduct. This shit is seventeen sixteen hundreds philosophy. This is the, the think about the thought process of somebody in the sixteen seventeen hundreds, King Arthur ass shit. Even before that. Nightly motherfuckers jumping down off their horses, kneeling to their maid and, and speaking Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> Come on now. R- reality is, is the theme 2017. Okay. Let's, let's, let's just be real. Chivalry is not dead. Chivalry, chivalry was always something that was a character trait. Chivalry was, a, was, was it's, it's associated with knights. So the only thing that we have nowadays that are, are similar to knights is police officers, firemen, you know, you know, uh, soldiers, people like that. Your average man has does not need to be chivalrous because at the end of the day, it's not a, 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 a how do I say? It's not necessarily a man's character trait across the board. Every man you come across, you can't expect them to be nice. Just like Jameis Winston said today, uh, oh, girls are supposed to be you know silent. Soft, silent. I know what he meant by that. You I know, know what he was, he was supposed, just saying. Like he was guys are quiet. supposed to be, you know, deep they the loud ones. They the deep yeah. voice ones. You're all supposed to be soft spoken. He should have said soft spoken. If he would have said soft spoken, it wouldn't have been an issue. Exactly. And with that being said, you can't sit here and expect and expect every man to be kind or gentle towards you, especially if they're not interested in you. Because last time I seen a dude open the door for a female, he was trying to look at her ass. The last time I saw a dude, you know, holding a female's hand, being nice to her, that was his mate. That was his girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? The last time I saw a dude open the door for a girl or give a girl his seat, that was a potential mate or his girlfriend. If you look at the big picture, the the the, uh, the art of chivalry comes sort of in a it's that same it's that same method of thinking about the transaction. It's like I'm being nice to you and somewhat my ulterior motive is hopefully this niceness translates to to us becoming closer becoming more intimate ain't no ain't there is no there is not a lot of genuine dudes out there that just believe i need to open a door for a female i need to give a female my seat i need to throw this jacket over the puddle so the female doesn't get wet especially in a society where equality is such a big deal you know equality if nightly if 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 night if this medieval if you 
bring medieval times to now and these knights that were jumping off their horses with their armor and shit today it would be a bunch of women doing that so in the 1700s and the 1600s women weren't jumping on horses and you know running into the uh running into the roman pit fighting with russell crow and gladiator mm-hmm. come on man it was unheard of Women, imposing women in the 1700s and 1600s weren't heard of. They were the ones that were damn near like servants, you know, and men were nice to them because of that reason. Nowadays, there's no need for that. That transaction is 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 is, is moot. Like, it's no point. You know, it's like, why do I need to be, which is, you know, which is courtesy towards women. Why do I need to be nice just to women? I should be like that to men as well. If I see a, if I see a, a older man coming up and I feel I need to hold the door for him, I'm gonna hold the door for him, just like I'd hold the door for a woman or or a younger man or a younger a younger a younger girl. Anybody coming in the door exactly. behind me? This no boom, gotcha. You, you chivalry know? really didn't die; it just faded away because evolution. Like <laughs> women, time out, time women out, got time what's time up? Time chivalry is dead. Okay. Despite everything you just said, chivalry is dead, and women killed it, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, okay. You're right. It's nice holding doors open, taking women out, buying buying meals and everything, but let me tell you why chivalry died. Because women, back, back in your medieval times, when these knights were being chivalrous to the woman they were showing all this attention to, they most likely had a distinction to know if that woman was into them. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, women will give you that, but not be into you, but be into what you're about to provide for them. Oh, definitely. definitely. They're going to be into this food. They're going to be into this shopping trip that you're oh, about definitely. to take them in. So, They're into these compliments that you're going to put under their pictures. Yeah. And, you know, like they, they, you know it's, 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 all, it's all nice and cute and glamorous. Until the person on the other side says, let's be more, let's be more, or it's my turn. What do I get in return? You know, and it's, it's, it's human nature to, 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 if I drop this, if I put this quarter into this candy machine, I hope this gumball comes out. That's human nature. Mm -hmm. Like nobody, I mean, it's, it's people throw pennies into the wishing well for a reason. They're expecting something to come from out of that. The and, wish. And see, a guy is quote unquote being chivalrous because you're not asking of these things. He's just doing them because he's showing you mm-hmm. that he believes that you're special. Mm-hmm. Now, when it gets to the point exactly. where he's he believes been that sho- you're special, he's exactly. been showing you this. He's been showing you this, and then he crosses that line because I think there's there's a line you cross when you have to start asking for stuff because you want people to do it out of the kindness and their genuine feelings. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the point where you're asking her, so when do we become the next step? All of a sudden, you're offended. Oh well, what do you what do you mean? I thought you were just doing this because you were nice. I thought that? you, I thought you were. Yeah, I'm nice, but I'm trying to mate. I'm trying to bring this into a relationship. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm trying to do. I don't know how this wasn't obvious because I'm not taking anybody else out to the game. I'm not taking anybody else out to dinner. I ain't got money like I'm that. Not, I'm not talking to anybody else from sun up to sun. Oh, I, he could be talking to somebody else from sun up to sun down. Yeah. You know, technology. You exactly. Take, you take 60 billion people a day. Good morning. But, but from, from sun up to sun down, it's all about you. Mm-hmm. My weekends are devoted to you. All my free time is devoted to you. So I don't see how you can understand. You can, you miss this that, oh, well, I, I thought you were just being nice. And you know why? Because women are killing children. That's why. Because you knew all this was happening, but you were just there 
for the free what? It was embedded. It's been embedded in their brains since the 1700s. It's it's become an expectancy. Like you expected this hobo on the street to to live up to the world class nature of King Arthur. You know, like no, Lancelot and this hobo on the street aren't gonna have the same character traits. This yeah. hobo on the street trying to rob you. No, no, I, <laughs> you say that, but not all of them. Oh, my yeah, homegirl yeah, that lives in New York, she told me a story where some guy tried to mug her, and actually this hobo on the street helped her out. Helped her out, like jumped up and helped her out. Character trait. Character trait. You know, regardless, regardless of what you have, you know what's it? What you have? What your material possessions are don't affect who you who you who you are in true. your heart. Don't affect true. your soul. That's true. So I mean, you, in, you that, in that situation, for the for the most part, you you could you could say that, but obviously, so, we, uh, everybody we live, ain't the same. Yeah, we live in a society where. Like like Pac said, a lot of motherfuckers out there are like give me, give me, give me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There is no there is no true um, essence of you know give 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 anymore because you can you come across more selfish people than selfless. And that's to me, you know, the reason I am the way I am now is like I feel like pretty much most of the relationships I've ever been in, maybe besides one, it was always expected for me to just give, 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 and only get back so much. I'm like. What kind of shit is that? Like, you don't put a full tank of gas into a car and expect the gas, the car to only go half. You know, half tank. You know, the equivalent of a half tank. You want it to go the full. You want it to go the full way, the full three hundred miles. Hopefully, you know, it's just it just makes sense. You know, reciprocity. I think that's the right way to say it. Is it's just it's normal. It's it's okay. Like, what's wrong with you? You give and you get. And I I, I think. I think you shouldn't have to ask for it. You shouldn't like like that's that's like in in my life that's one of the things that I firmly believe in that you shouldn't have to ask for it. It should be seen, it should be felt, it should be acknowledged and it should be reciprocated. Like you I shouldn't have to I shouldn't have to tell you, "Oh, well, you pick up dinner this time since I picked up dinner last time or whatever like that." You should want to do that to show to in turn show me that I'm special too. That you're taking into consideration my feelings and my time and how and how I'm going, I'm how my day is going. You know, I think it should be genuine. I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to ask you. You know, hey, you can you put a little bit on this? Can you like you should be willing to do that. And 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 that even gives me the option to turn you down. Yeah, because like I've always said, if I want to go out somewhere, I'm and I ask you to go out somewhere, I'm not expecting you to pay for anything. So even when you try, I'm probably gonna turn you down. Because this was my idea. Now, if you tell me we going out, I'm in my mind it's all on you. Which is rare. Which is very rare. In my mind, it's all on you. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like it's always, and I, I hate to put it like this, like the women I really be into, the ones I really really want, they're the ones that are just kind of like, well, if that nigga want me, he finna have to fight for me. He gonna have to do this and that. And it's the ones He's that gotta I, prove itself. Yeah, but it's the ones that I'm just like just genuinely cool with. I may not just be the mo like I may not just be into them like that, but they're the ones that want to invite me out. They're the ones that want to kick it with me. And it's just like what the hell? And once again, you know, it's, it comes down to you know, you know, be careful what you wish for. But um, some a part of me is sort of shallow, and it's just like you know if if. If I want something, more than likely it's probably eye candy, and I, you know, it is what it is. But back to the point, at the end of the day, chivalry is simply being polite, having good manners, being courteous. There's to everybody. No, that's not, that shouldn't be gender specific. It's retarded to think it should be gender specific. So I'm not going to treat 
the old the old man that's limping the same way as I'm gonna treat fucking Caruche or Christina Milian. Like, come on, man. I don't if if if, if I'm on an elevator. And I see the old man limping, and uh, my my focus is, you know, I'm gonna see Caruso. I'm like, and it bad, but my focus is on making sure that this old man is all right because he's more in need. Yeah, you know, like I'm not just just oh, you're a woman, so you automatically get privilege over this man that's taking seven years to get to the elevator that's three <laughs> feet away. Come on, man, it's just it's just it's common courtesy, and common courtesy to me, I would like to say it, it should be a human right, but that's that'll be a lie. But I, I think also with it, like, people start to depend and count on that, on that chivalry, on that, oh, I know the weekend's coming, so well is going to want to go out and do something. So I know that even if I don't have money to do this, I know I see the way you're looking at me. <laughs> I see how you're looking at me. Whoa. I just needed an example, <laughs> so I used your name. I see how you're looking at me. I know the I know your weekend's going to come, and you ain't going to ask nobody to do nothing. Man, leave me alone. <laughs> But at that t- at the same time, it's like you know. Oh, I know the weekend coming. It's towards the end of the month. Well, gonna want to do something Saturday. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna eat something. I'm gonna take some leftovers home so I have something to eat till Sunday. And then you know get the. I mean, I'm not saying that that's the you know, but it's it's possible. It's, it's possible. It's, it's I'm not possible. speaking hypotheticals. It's possible. Like, and like that's just something like I don't see how people count on anybody else. Like I think that. If you can't, like, on first take today, I heard um, Molly Quirum say, like, her dad told her that, you know, make sure that you can take care of yourself. Always. Always make sure that you can take care of yourself, that you're not dependent on anybody for anything. If situations change and you are out there on your own, you need to know that you need to be able to take care of yourself. And you see a lot of people that go through these divorces and, well... You know, Jim took care of all the bills and and everything, and I just and I don't know what to do now. Tripping, like you don't know how to self sustain. And this this might be me being from a single parent household where I watched my mom self sustain, and then from a young age she taught me to self sustain. Like third grade, she's like, all right, this is how you do laundry. You put colors in here. You you put whites in here. You watch them on these temperatures. I'm not doing your laundry anymore. Let me, let me give like, you, like, give you look, this is how you iron clothes. Not iron clothes anymore. I, you've seen me, you oh, seen me cook, yeah, you seen me cook enough. I'm probably not cooking for you anymore. Straight up, straight up. Uh, I give you a good example, man. Like, I mean, when my son needs something, you know, I don't mind buying it. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it got to the point where like he was just always asking for a little nit nitpicky stuff, and I'm like, one day he was like, you know, I, you know, I, he just wanted like two dollars, and I was like. He, he get free lunch, you know. I'm gonna take advantage of that. And I was like, I was like, what do you want two dollars for? He was like, oh, you know, I'm just getting candy and chips from school. You know, I was like, so how much are you? He was like, he was like fifty cent. Like the school stuff, fifty cent. Oh no, and I'm a, uh, you know, some 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 eighth grader seller. You know, like hustling. I'm like, shit. I was like, why don't you do the same thing? Make your own money. And he was like, oh, you know, um, I never thought about it. Well, okay, what kind of candy you want? You know, and uh, you know, I, I got him some candy and shit. Like every week, he's been making like twenty dollars a week. For yeah. like the past three weeks. And yeah. like, you have your own money. You know, you ain't got to come up to me and ask me. I mean, 12 years old. Like, you I would boom, here's your investment. Exactly. I invested in you. Like, exactly. boom, you know, all right, like, I'm not charging you anything for this first 100% box. profit. There you, know, you go. You, they, they, like, he, uh, if you want to go, like, to a uh, after-school dance and I don't get home in time and I don't have the 5 or $10 for him, you have $5 yourself. Listen, I'm going to replace it for you down the line. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have that money yourself. You can rely on yourself now. 
And it's going to get, like, now, like, I, I bought the kids in the first week. Now he's just pretty much just getting it himself, and he's just constantly just ringing up. He's like, all right, boom, I can sell the candy for and this I, much. I can put this much in my pocket, yeah, this I'm much sure I up. said, now, no graduates are selling dope. Just keep it. Like, his mama don't know. Keep it between me and you because she knew me when I was young. And she was like, oh, shit, he going the same direction. She knew what I was moving. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, there's nothing wrong with Teaching people to be self reliant, like, like my, I like the way my son makes oatmeal because he learned from my brother. He learned from my brother. He learned from my mom. But he makes oatmeal good. So in the morning when I'm making waffles or whatever, he makes the oatmeal. So like, he's pretty. You know, he knows how to use the microwave. He knows how to use the toaster. Like basic stuff that I do come across adults that they, they can't do these things. It scares Bro, me. I've known grown people who couldn't address letters. Oh man, that's sad. They, right. they, they sat us down in school and taught us that though. They taught they taught us how to set address address letters. letters? Bro, grown people couldn't, mid-20s couldn't address letters. What school they went to? Say, I'm not going to put them out there like that. But Man, I, I, I know you lying. I can't, I, I can't make this they shit. They got driver's license? My imagination license? ain't that good. They have a driver's license. They have a driver's license. Man, ignorance, boy, I'm telling you. Ignorance is bliss. So, Straight up. I mean, but. But, hey, yeah, I, I, I respect people that have to rely on themselves. And I really respect people that are just starting to wake up and realize that a lot of things that they get in life, like being in a good relationship, having that car with the air condition, having that apartment that they had never laid on the on the house note or the car note or whatever, those are luxuries in life, man. There's a lot of people out there that can't do those things, man. Yeah. And you gotta appreciate those things. You have to understand that they are luxuries. Women, if you come across dudes that are chivalrous, like that's a luxury because like you said, if chivalry is dead and you come across a dude that is chivalrous, be respectful of that man. That may be a man you might want to give a chance. Yeah. And if you're going to string that man along, that's on you. Karma's going to get you. But also, also know, like, that, that man is expecting something. So, yeah, it might be cool to get that once or twice. Yeah. But also, know, I mean, and if you inform him that this isn't where it's going to go and he keeps going, that's on him. Of course. That's on him. But of after course. you've informed him, you know, like, hey, I'm not feeling you like that, whatever, what have you, and he keeps at it. That's on him. We're all adults, man. Playing a guessing game is is, is retarded. Like, playing any game, is yeah. Retarded. You know, like you know from like one playing the guessing game is stupid, and one being in denial is even worse. Like you could only play the guessing game for so long to where you figure out, okay, I know what this nigga about. He know what I'm about. Let's stop fronting. Straight up, let's stop fronting. Like there's been there's been numerous times I've been on one date. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah, we cool, we vibe, but it wasn't on a relationship kind of thing. We might be friends, but like we're not gonna date. Catch catch you in a group outing or something, or or if you want, to, hey Jay, what's up? You want to go grab link up, go grab something? Yeah, sure. You know, we'll probably go Dutch, but you know, cause we're not on that level of this is a dating relationship. So you know, and that and that's okay too. If you give him a chance and you don't feel that way, hey, that's cool. Just let him know. You got to be able to take that note, though. Like you said, people hate hearing no. Yeah, people hate hearing no. You, you got to be able to take that note. And uh, I mean, that's just maybe, maybe one of the few regrets I have is sometimes not saying no soon enough or, you know, just not saying no at all. But it is what it is. I ain't finna force it like they be forcing these memes. Bro, some of these memes be forced, man. Bro, one good picture can go to go to meme hell quick. Real quick. Like, like I hate to just, just be super random, but... On the, on the topic of ignorance, at the end of the day, man, I've been seeing memes lately that 
are just fucking stupid. It's almost like people are just waiting around with their camera phone or their DVR. Just they just want it. as soon as they see some celebrity or something that look halfway funny. Oh, I'm about to meme this. I'd be like, come on, man. Like this shit at the NBA All Star game when the niggas was all shooting for the line. Man, they're talking about like, when a girl put single on her profile. Come on, man. How many times you gonna? That's the thing that makes it not funny to me because I see so many different pictures. To me, the pictures the pictures get reshuffled so much with the same caption. To me, it's not. That's what takes away the creativity of it, and it just makes it stupid. I like when I see if I if I see a caption a caption reused and I see a different picture that's funny or somewhat creative, I can give it a you know ghost of time. But sometimes them whole them memes be forced, man. It's like Danielle Brigoli, her whole career right now is forced. Like I honestly feel like the catch me outside shit. First of all, that shit happened a long time ago. When she did that. And it's just so weird to me that it popped off so far down the line. And then Dr. Phil brought her back. Because oh, it was hot. Brought her back. Retarded. And it's just like. And then she told him. She told him. She's like, I, I kind of made you more famous than Oprah did. She kind of had a point. Like, yeah, Oprah put him on. Of course. But, like, he. I felt. And me personally. Like, I don't never watch Dr. Phil. But, like, she kind of brought him back into some relevance. Yeah, because Dr. Phil, I, I forgot the nigga even still had a show. Yeah, she kind of brought him back into some relevance. So yeah. she maybe not as popular as, as Oprah But did, for this but time period, for this generation, Dr. Phil definitely is not somebody that was being watched. And people, like, like I say, I'm for me personally, I don't, I don't, I don't like the girl. I don't hate the girl. She's, you know, she, she's going to get her hits. Uh, to me, she's no different than the ignorance that I see on loving hip hop Atlanta or or when I see, you know, real housewives or bad girl, whatever this shit is called. Ignorance is ignorance. I don't yeah. care if it's coming from a thirteen year old or a forty year old. Ignorance is ignorance. And for people to just sit there and try to bad mouth her and make it seem like she's her her ignorance is something that, oh I can't believe her mama Hey, ignorance is ignorance. Her stupidity is is a reflection of this generation to me. Just like Donald Trump being elected is a reflection of America. Honey Boo Boo got paid. It's, come on, man. It's she ain't. I mean, Danielle is not the first. She's no. far from the first. No. And it's like people. If first of all, especially if you ain't black, then you know the, the black community is gonna shun you and shame you, or whatever. But it's a bunch of black comedians. That you know, overnight sensations that I see that aren't that funny, and they just as ignorant because there ain't nothing that they're doing that is is positive in any way. All they're doing is repeating real life scenes and making a joke out of them. And sometimes I see it, I just be like, uh, whatever. But there's, there's nothing new. I know, I know how yeah, this is going. I know go. how this is going to end. Okay, I get it. You know, black people do this, black people do that. Eventually. A lot of this shit on the internet is going to peak and it's just not going to be funny to anybody anymore. And people are going to look for a new source of entertainment. I think it's going to be a long time from now because once again, like I said, society is pretty stupid. And it is what it is. Now to the Breitbart nigga. Okay, okay. My love you. You, you stepped to the mic like you had some flames right Bro, there. That nigga didn't trip the fuck out. A part of me, although he, you know he's a gay dude that represents the conservative side hard, a part of me felt like he was willing to die for something that he believed in. And I, I'm always going to respect for somebody, have a huge amount of respect for somebody that stands for something and is not going to budge, you know, to the bullshit. I, it's, it, it comes from the, uh, makes me think about Captain America Civil War when um, his, um, his wife, his girlfriend died and she was like, man, you know, no matter what, 
they ain't gonna try to push you. They ain't gonna try to shove you. You know, you you don't move. You know, what I'm saying yeah. some people you don't fucking move. And I, I I respect that because it comes from it's genuine. You know, like you see the genuine nature in somebody knowing that they're probably gonna die if they continue to do this. MLK, Malcolm X, Tupac. They're probably gonna die if they continue doing this. And when I hear when I heard his stance at sometimes, I'm just like, hey man, he you know he's he's born you know he wasn't born here, but he believes that these the conservative principles are better, and he has some decent valid points at a time. But recently, he got first of all he got blackballed. He's not even a part of Breitbart no more. The conservative party don't want to have nothing to do with that nigga. This nigga, no matter what he said, no matter what anybody in the media tells you, he advocates for pedophilia. Due to the fact, and, and he was on a Joe Rogan show, bragging about how he got turned out by, when he was in Catholic school, he got turned out by a Catholic priest, and the Catholic priest is the reason why he gives head so good. When he said that, I stopped. I'm like, hold on. First of all, as a 13, my son's 12. And I know the mentality of my my twelve year old son, and he, he's just one year older than my twelve year old son. I'm, I'm twenty nine, and I probably have the mentality of a twelve year old. I'm just saying, a lot of us probably do. So you're sitting here telling, and then he basically said something along the lines of, you know, that man helped me become who I am today. Okay, he damaged you. That's exactly what he That's did. That's what that sounds like to me. And he, looked, he told Joe Rogan, like, Joe Rogan was like, I went to a Catholic school for a year, and I, I got lucky, and I was one of the lucky ones. I, I never got touched. He said, no, you weren't lucky. You, you were one of the unlucky ones because you didn't have somebody like like Father Mike, you know, to show you, you know, blah, blah, blah. First of all, my nigga, 13 years old, I understand that 13-year-olds have um, somewhat of an understanding of what <clears throat> sex is, but... As a 13-year-old that's in their first year of being a teenager, there's still some, I, I would still hope that there's somewhat, some innocence in them still. And when I see a 13-year-old, a 29-year-old, I think he's 33, a 33-year-old man saying that between the ages of 13 and 17, he went through a sexual evolution that, to me, he feels like it's, uh, it's totally natural, it's okay. And then he basically was saying, like, it's plenty of 16-year-olds out there that know exactly what sex is. And basically, when you know what sex is, it's okay to have sex. First of all. Nah. First of all. And I'm not even going to sit here and say, because it's the law. Because, once again, you know, slavery was, was legal. Morality. Principle. Human principles. All I'm saying is, you know who you are as an adult when you're 19, 20 years old. And you know good and damn well when you're preying on someone. You, he he bragged about the fact that the father Mike or whatever. How uh, how washed is your says, mind that you thought that virginity. this guy was teaching you something when he was just really taking he advantage was taking, of you? He took his virginity. And I was like, I guess you could say he took his virginity because like you technically still a virgin. You never had sex with a woman. But anyways, he said he 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 lost his virginity to his father, and then he I think between the ages of like sixteen and twenty nine, he had a relationship. Blah blah, and then. The dude went on to say, you know, when he when he got a little more famous and he was going to Hollywood parties, he started talking about how um, Brian Singer, he was at a uh, Brian Singer like a, a Hollywood party. Brian Singer was at, mm -hmm. and it was a bunch of little boys being passed around and and on drugs and drinking. So I'm sitting here like, dude, you represent something that's called, you know, 
the government per se, like the law. Like you're supposed to be a law-abiding citizen. I understand that you're gay, but he pretty much proved my point with homosexuals. He made me look at homosexuals for what a lot of them are, and a lot of them are a lot of them are not a lot of them, but a a, a good majority of them are damaged, and they would never want to admit it. And he proved that. By the stuff, if you listen to some of the stuff that this man said, you will sit there and be like, you know what? It w people like him are the reasons why. If if your child is in school and they have a gay teacher, you're gonna be suspect of that gay teacher. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be scared, and yeah. he's the reason. He he makes that stereotype come to life. And when he said what he said about those parties, about those kids was getting passed around, he wasn't saying any names. And I'm like, dude. It's probably mad celebrities. If you're sitting here, running around, bashing anybody, Hillary, anybody that's involved in the law, involved in the government, but you sat here, a supposedly law-abiding citizen, sitting here talking about patriotism, talking about standing up for this country, standing up for what's right, you're sitting here and you probably have a list of little kids that's out there being raped and brutalized, drugged, passed around amongst millionaires. And you're not you're not even getting no names away, bro. He 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 deserved to be shot, bro. Like he don't he he has he has no morals. He's a he's a gimmick, and and at the end of the day, the dude's sick. And whatever caused him to be the way he is, it started at a church. And I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna pray for him because I hope he gets what's coming to him. Because if if he had any evidence of somebody that. Because you gotta look, you gotta think about something, man. You go at Walmart and you look at those, look up at those posters. All those missing kids. He probably knows where some of those kids are. Yeah. A lot of those kids are being held in those camps in in North Dakota, in Nebraska, where they're getting passed off to government officials and raped. That Podesta shit, that that PizzaGate shit, that shit is legit real. I believe it. And that's why they blackballing this dude. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up missing because he started talking too much. He got cocky. Because ever since the Berkeley, California thing, it, it made him feel like he was invincible. And like you go on. And then in Tennessee, they're trying to make a law for him, which is scary. Dude. Like, like how are you going to make, like, just as he has the freedom of speech to talk about whatever, people should have the freedom of speech to protest whatever. Fucking ridiculous. But, yeah, that shit kind of ran me hot because, like, I try to, I try to be so... I try to be, like, realistic and try to be nice when it comes to, like, you know, people living an alternative lifestyle. But when you but when you live in an alternative lifestyle and then you try to you try to vindicate for something as sick as pedophilia, man, I don't care what you say, bro. Like, this shit ain't cool. Like, you know when you're praying on somebody. Won't you did Like, my homegirl said that she doesn't like talking to older men because she feels like at her age she's not going to want to talk to somebody 10 years older than her because they're creepy. And it automatically feels like She's being preyed upon, which some instances it may be true, but in that instance, I can I can I can say I have no reason I have no reason to be mad at Jay Z for getting with Beyonce because financially they was on the same level, mentally they may have been on the same level, uh, relatability was there, so it's understandable. But if you know that you're dealing with this, how, how often do people hook up with their coworkers? It, Come on, you know, and co-workers. And then, I mean, then that's the same industry, so same I, would, industry, I would consider them co-workers. Come on, you know, and if I'm somewhere and and my supervisor happened to be eight, nine years older than me, and we had a, a physical attraction to each other, we talked, we vibed, age, at that moment, age ain't nothing but a number. But at the end of the day, we're both adults. 
we both we're, we're we both, both consenting consent. adults exactly. by law, exactly. Not by, by not by mental state, but and by man, law and manipulation. That's, that's, that's two things. I think that's two things that have, has to be accounted for by law and by mental state. Yes, because I've seen I've seen people prey on those. Like with Down syndrome, of course, who aren't smart. You know when you're raping somebody. You know it. The 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 motherfucking the predator knows when he has the prey. The prey doesn't always know. No. And and it's and that's that's the world we live in. And you if you can't sit those two people down in the room that are having that relationship and ask, you know, do you feel like I I won't even accept the fact that if I asked a 14 year old girl if she feels she's being taken advantage of because. Her limited mental capacity is not even her mental she, capacity. Her experience. She can't even. She probably can't even comprehend some of the questions I'm asking her. So I'm gonna ask this adult one time, my nigga. You knew what you were doing when you got this girl, right? You knew that she was gonna do everything she said because you knew you were taking her innocence away, and you knew for a motherfucking fact that you were introducing her to something a hundred percent new. You couldn't pull that with no grown woman. Ped- pedophiles, rapists, they know what they're doing. Like it's not, it's not fucking rocket science. Like for real, we come on, man. Anyways, we run out of time. We we never run out of time. But uh, hate sex topic. We got time. I mean, we can get into it. I, I kind of um, forgot about it. Ba- basically, we had got feedback a couple weeks ago, and I really forgot about it last week. Drunk. Was I drunk last week? I think he was. No, I wasn't drunk last week. I was drunk last week. You probably was drunk okay. last week. <laughs> Anyways, um, feedback from well, the comment we made that, you know, there's this, there, everybody probably has this person that they know that they probably hate mm-hmm. or feel a certain disdain towards, but they've slept with this person and this person possibly gave them really good sex or an orgasm or whatever, mm-hmm. what have you. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're time of need, you can always go back to that person. So I guess I guess the question. First of all, they said that that was very true, which I got to throw out there because I remember making that statement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think I think to expand upon that is so. What do you do in those situations? Do you just hate this the per this person for their characteristics and their mentality, but yet still indulge yourself in the sins of the flesh, or is that something that you need to completely remove yourself from and ignore temptation? Cause sins of sins of the flesh are like are like cocaine to me. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna get that you're gonna get that itch for sins of the flesh. It's gonna come. You can go to rehab, but you get that little exposure, you gonna want it back. What's my reason for not turning it down? Am I in a relationship? Like hypothetically? No, no. Let's let's say you're hypothetically single. You just know that you and this person don't mesh together. Y'all attitude wise, y'all butt heads. I don't know. You're you're those opposing zodiac signs or whatever. You know, I have. I mean, I can relate to that. And at the end of the day, I just look at it like you know. Hopefully, we both reach that understanding that I don't like you that much. You don't like me that much. You know why you're here. Let's just get this over with and go about your business. Like, if, if so, it would it would be okay to have that physical relationship. Yeah, because there, if there's nothing there to draw me away from that person or to cancel this arrangement, I won't. What if you start hating yourself afterwards? Because you know, as, as soon as you get that nut, your whole mentality changes. I mean, it's very, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it'll be a while before I start hating myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like, you know, when you're making love to somebody, you know, when you have a recreational sex. This is you true. Know, so, if, at the end of the day, like, if I'm having recreational sex with this person that I don't like all that much, 
um, I'm getting what I want out of it, and hopefully they're getting what they want out of it. As simple as that. And hopefully nobody, hey, as long as it, like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, and as long as it ain't happening too much, and and it's just every now and then cool because if it's happening every day, then it's a, one you, of us. You might as well be in a relationship. Yeah, one of us is lying, lying. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's really hard to expand on something that to me is just like really cut and dry. Like if you if you can just sit there and you know you really really dislike this person, and you get to the point where you just like yourself for having sex with the person, I mean, just stop. Like find somebody that you like to have sex with, and hopefully it's your future boyfriend or girlfriend. But I mean. Temptation of flesh can only go so far due to the lack of willpower or self control. Eventually, like, mind over matter has to come has to on, play, play and it's all on you. Like I don't like come on, Ser- serial killers don't. You know they can't use that as an excuse. You know, oh, you know I'm just, I just kept killing because it just felt so good and I couldn't stop. Like, <laughs> I couldn't stop. Killing. Nigga, you're a psychopath. You know, and you and once you get to that point. I'm a, if you act, you really sitting there acting like you really can't stop, then motherfucker, something's really wrong with you. You have no respect for yourself, you know. But yeah, I mean, it happens. Like I said, everybody has that devil. Everybody, everybody has because I, I really their feel vice. Like, everybody has their vice. Yeah, there you go. Because I really feel like a lot of people, man. Like old people always tell me, man. More than likely, the the, the girl you get married to, or the or the the man that the, the girl marries, it's not going to be the best sex in the world. That for some reason it happens to be that way. Like you always end up selling down with the person, where that you know you have okay sex with them. It's it's okay. And the one that you, the, the, that person that you just had, the physical was all there. It's just not meant to be. Like, it's mm-hmm. just because it's just, it's just physical. It's, it's too good. It's too good to be true. Yeah. And you, you, you Most settle, things that are too good to, prob- to be true or probably are. Yeah. You know, you are. settle down with this, the person that has that average sex. Y'all both, you know, y'all get each other's like I hear so many people talk about how they marry people that they're, they're, it was, they weren't even close to the best. Or it's 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 still bad to this day, and they like they step out. You know, they, I know so many married women that step out on their husbands in both ways. I know so many of them. Like I work with them, and I see them. Like I be catching them in places, and I be acting like I don't see them. Like, <laughs> I, like, I didn't on, see this guy. I did not on. see this guy. And like I see niggas on on Instagram and Snapchat bragging about you know they with their wives, but then I see them somewhere else. I'm like nigga, your wedding ring not even. Come on, man. Like that's what people do because. People rarely ever find everything they want or desire in one person. It's mm. always something missing or a few things missing, and they gotta gravitate off to somewhere else to find the rest of it. And if they end up finding that person that has everything in them, I mean, they, it's like hitting the lotto, man. They got lucky, you know. That, that was their destiny. They were patient enough. Patience is a motherfucker when you patience when you really trying to fall in love or really trying to find that one. Patience is a motherfucker. Man. I think I think patience plays a lot, and then also being honest with yourself. Like you got to know that when this person that you you think is going to go the distance, don't be anticipating them to take this drastic change too and turn direction. Like if they show you who are, who they are, you got to believe them. Oh yeah, they you got to believe them. Believe the first time you can't you you can't think that he just gonna stop running hoes for you. If he's been running hoes for ten years, better stop lying to yourself. You just can't think that. Better stop lying. Even to if yourself. you get this baby, stop lying to yourself. Anyways, words of advice. I got some. I got some. I had to pull it back up. My words of advice are: happiness is a choice. Everything else is a matter of perspective. <laughs> perspective. You choose to be happy, plain and simple. 
That's a choice you make. You can make that choice every day when you get up. You can make that choice at 11.15 in the middle of the morning. You can choose to be happy. Everything else just all depends on how you look at it. Perspective. Perspective. <laughs> uh, short and simple. Short and simple. Um, I'm going to just say, man, don't forget, log off. You know, shut down the social media sometimes. Get in touch with reality. Enjoy the real world. Sometimes you get so consumed in in the internet reality, which is reality, but sometimes you get so consumed in the internet reality that you, you lose sight of what you really should be focusing on. And, you know, real talk, like, honestly, like, take those breaks. And I don't think it's necessary to, to, to announce that you're taking a break. Just take the fucking break. <laughs> Just <laughs> do it for you. Don't do, don't do it for everybody else. Do it for you. Exactly. That, that's it. Do people need to start realizing that at the end of the day, you are all you have. More than likely, do more things for self, and you will be happier. That's just that's just my opinion. Like, stop trying to please everybody else, and do things for yourself in order to be fulfilled. Don't go to church to impress people on Snapchat. Go to church because you're really trying to get the word. Don't go to the gym to impress the guy that goes to the gym a lot, and you just try to be cute so you can, you can get his attention. Because I'm telling you right now. When he gets with you and he realizes that you're a slug in the gym and you're a slush, it's going <laughs> to piss him off. <laughs> I, I've dealt with that before. <laughs> Bro, like I, I, I dated a chick that told me she was into basketball. I think I told you this story oh, before. God. And then we were sitting there Christmas Day watching the game and she's like, oh, I don't even like these teams. I just like the colors that they wear. Jesus Christ. I, couldn't, I can't live with that. So, it, so once again, where's the advice? You know, live live life for self sometimes. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, no one to be selfish. No one to be selfish. Because <laughs> you're going to be selfish. It's human nature. And stop expecting these niggas to, to bow down and kiss your feet. No, that's the message to the women. Uh, stop expecting these niggas to bow down and kiss your feet. And you ain't did anything to deserve ice cream. Come on now. Come on now. Well... That's my name. The troll. <laughs> I had a, I had, I had a bunch of other names for you too, but I kind of lost them. In the keep saving, man. Nah, you, I might save them. Got more episodes coming, man. This is true. This is true. Hold on. Oh, oh. But speaking of episodes, I appreciate everybody that didn't read the description last week. And you ain't getting shit this week. You, you can shit. read it all you want. You, you, ain't you can read it shit. now. You ain't getting shit now. You're ignorant motherfucker. Nobody read the description. <laughs> I, think we I made it. I made it a little difficult though. Cause I, I told you, I told you go back to like the fifteenth episode and, and get the title, but damn, I for twenty five dollars, lazy motherfuckers. I mean, I mean, it's just a, it's just a quick scrolling count, quick scrolling count. But you get you get nothing now. Cause don't nobody gets, read the gets nothing. Just just better keep on looking. Yes. Yeah, and uh, shout out to anybody that you know left the rating on the uh, on the iTunes. I believe we got a new a new one. I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually didn't. Get, my mind was so everywhere else that I didn't even get a chance to read it. But um, uh, we got we got six reviews. It's a, a five star review, oh. and it's fucking awesome. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. It's it, the fact that when you when you give us these five star and four star ratings and tell your friends to do that, eventually it just makes it easier for people to find us when they simply type in no boundaries. You know. So once again, you know, keep the ratings coming. Subscribe. Um, you know, spread the word and read the fucking video. Read the damn episode descriptions. It's funny because some of the least likely people I know read the episode description, but they don't really listen to the show no more. So, 
It is what it is. But read the episode description from time to time because what you're listening for, you ain't know what to expect. Yeah, you might, it might it might go ahead and be like, nah, I'm gonna skip this one. You skipped the wrong one. <laughs> and with that being, being said, I'm Jay. This is Trolly Welly. Mm-hmm. Welly F. Trolly Relly. Yes, sir. And this has been No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?